This is the best of the week on Relevant Radio. Let's go to Javier in Miami. My mother-in-law, she had Alzheimer's. She was in hospice for a bit over two years. We had the blessing of having a priest giving the anointing to my mother-in-law. And while he was doing that, he went ahead and gave her the apostolic blessing. And as soon as he started doing that, my wife just went so happy because she knew what it meant and a straight ticket to heaven. She passed away a few hours after that. That's beautiful. I'm really happy to hear that. Let me explain what the apostolic, it's known by different names, apostolic blessing, apostolic pardon, apostolic benediction. These are all things about talking about a prayer that is in essence a plenary indulgence that's granted when the priest, typically as he's giving the the last rites, which would be the core of that, would be the sacrament of anointing of the sick. could also include viaticum, which would be to give Holy Communion to the person. Maybe the person has gone to confession, maybe not. But amid all of these things, the apostolic pardon is a remission of all penance due to all sin that has been forgiven. So the priest can recite this prayer, he grants this blessing, and he would have the permission from his bishop to do that. And as I've talked to some bishops and priests about it. What they have told me is that this is, is more or less universally delegated to the priest by their bishop. They have the faculty to bestow this blessing, which comes from you know, the apostolic see. And so if the person who receives this is truly sorry for his sin, is dying in this state of grace, this eliminates the need for purgatory because obviously Jesus paid the price for our sins. We can't pay that price. No matter how much penance you might do, that wouldn't scratch the surface of the penalty due to sin, which only Jesus can pay for by his death on the cross. But sin has effects, and the effects of those sins in the temporal order have to be expiated, and so that's where we we do penance. That's why we do penance. So this is a wonderful thing that your mother-in-law received the apostolic pardon, the apostolic blessing, and you have a moral assurance that she's in heaven. Now, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't pray for her, but given all the above, the likelihood of her being in heaven is very high. But I would still remember to pray for her, you know, just in case, because sometimes, you know, the Lord knows the true secrets of the heart, and of course, he is the one who determines who goes when and where and how and all that. So uh, don't don't forget to pray for her, uh, even though you have a kind of moral certitude that she would have gone straight to heaven. Even if you can confidently assume that she's already in heaven, those prayers, those masses would not be wasted. Those would be applied to other souls in purgatory. So win-win. Thanks for that, Javier. Uh, I have an email that came in at the same time. Uh, this is from Mike, who's listening in Pittsburgh. He says, I heard you speak about the apostolic pardon, which I believe is given to a person on their deathbed after the anointing of the sick. I asked an older priest about this, and he had said he had never heard of it. My brother-in-law is very sick, and when he was in the hospital, priest came and anointed him, and I told my sister to ask for the apostolic pardon. He was a young, kind Nigerian priest, and he said he can only give the apostolic pardon if the person cannot speak or was unconscious. Otherwise, he would not be able to give it. My brother-in-law is now at home in hospice and would like to have a priest come and give the apostolic pardon. 
am I barking up the wrong tree or should I continue to request this? Yeah, absolutely continue to request it. Absolutely. I'm not sure why the young Nigerian priest took that view of things because very often when the priest is coming to anoint somebody, that person typically is unconscious. I mean, sometimes they're awake, but very often they're not. And to give the apostolic pardon at that time is standard. I don't know why he would say that, but by all means, request it. Request it, request it, request it. And most priests, at least in my experience, they're already planning to impart this apostolic benediction. It's not as though you'd have to request it. Maybe you might, but if he doesn't make any motion about doing that, then I would ask him for sure. But the person does not have to be awake in order for this to benefit them. Thanks for the email, Mike. Let's go now to Father Tim on the Eastern Shore of Maryland. Thank you, Patrick. I, I just wanted to share with you, as I was practicing, particularly as a chaplain at a hospital, giving what's considered the anointing of the sick, it entails forgiveness of sin, and it always also includes Holy Communion, which in those circumstances often would be considered viaticum. Now, what about somebody, and I've never, obviously, I've never given the uh, sacrament of anointing of the sick, so I have to learn from men like you who do that on a regular basis. How do you handle a situation where the person is unconscious and is not capable physically of receiving Holy Communion? My understanding is you just simply omit that part of the last rites. Well, I actually had a practice Typically, a member of the family would be there, and I would discuss it with them. Just put the smallest portion of a host, just the tiniest, in their mouth. It would be absorbed, and in effect would be the viaticum. That sounds beautiful. I wish every priest did that. Do most priests do that? Well, I can't say that for sure, but that was my practice. As I said, I I probably anointed about 2,000 people during those six years. I acted as a chaplain Mm -hmm. at the local hospital. But I just wanted to share this with you. This is the actual language following the sprinkling rite in the um, anointing of the sick. And it says that the Lord will raise them up. And if they've committed any sins, their sins will be forgiven them. So that is why I always reference that, particularly to the family member, if they were concerned about not having confession. And then the next paragraph goes on. And let us therefore commend our sick brother or sister to the grace and to the power of Christ, and he will save them and raise them up. Beautiful. Straight from James chapter 5. Yeah. My understanding from talking to a few bishops and more than a few priests is that, at least in their dioceses, that the priest has the delegated authority to grant the apostolic pardon. Is that typical in most dioceses? I would say it is, but that's something I certainly intend to pursue based on listening to your conversation today. Uh, That's very interesting. God bless you, Father. 2,000 souls anointed at your hands before they depart for the house of the Father. What a beautiful thing. Of course, hopefully. One of the things I always share with parishioners is that, um, matter of fact, the Gospel from Matthew is one of the options for reading in the rite. And I always share with them that every anointing, you see healing of some type, it's not always physical emotional or spiritual, but mm-hmm. the power of the sacrament is inordinate. Indeed. Well, thanks be to God. Yes, now and forever. Thank uh, you, Patrick, amen. for your wonderful Thank work. You. Thank you.